He sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Adelaide Heward Mills. Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Adelaide Heward Mills. Amen. So I'm excited to be here this evening, and um, I don't take it for granted because. God could have used any vessel. So when he chooses you, it is a privilege. Amen. And uh, I want to thank God for the privilege of being called by him and being used by him. Amen. And I also want to thank my husband, Bishop Dag. under whose covering I stand for nurturing me in ministry and nurturing me in the things of God. Before I met my husband, I didn't speak in tongues and I didn't know anything about the gifts of the Spirit or the workings of the Holy Spirit. And then I met him in uni and he began to teach me. Man is a spirit, he has a soul and he lives in a body. And I was so surprised because I'd been a Christian for many years, but I didn't know that truth. So if today I've become a minister, I'm still under his tutelage and I'm privileged. Amen. By the way, I didn't know he would become my husband. To me, he was just a leader of Calvary Road and we just went for fellowship. If you had told me then that you'll be my future husband, I would never have believed it. But this is what God can do. Amen. Amen. I also want to salute your pastor, Pastor Stephen, your visionary. And the whose covering we are here this evening. Thank you for believing in us as women, and thank you for making room for us in the ministry. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Pastor Sam. And also to his Holy Ghost-filled and lovely wife, Lady Pastor Monica. (laughs) When I got to the door, and she was with some of the young ladies, I thought that it was a young lady coming from my bag. So I was like, and she said, oh, mommy, is me. So I thank God for her youthfulness. Amen. And her youthful heartedness in serving God. And uh, yeah, we have a connection there. You know, we went to the best high school in the world. Undisputable. <laughs> and because of that, we have a lot of, Enemies, that's okay. 
it's fruit bearing trees that people throw sticks at. So it's okay. Oh, please sit down. And um, yes, our parents, our parents were vice presidents of the Methodist Church around the same time, one before the other or one after the other. And then we both attended the same law school in Ghana. And then we both worked in the same law firm at a certain point in our lives, Betsy Incho, okay? And then we're also both in ministry. So God must be up to something. <laughs> but she has been so gracious. And if you remember during the COVID, we had an online meeting um, convened by her, and that was phenomenal. And before then, I'd come to Pastor Latina's church, and she came on a Sunday, I think, and introduced herself to me. And I remember that I met a young lady, but then going forward, I didn't remember anymore, but she kept at it. And um, I thank God for her life. And I know that God has not finished with you yet. And you are a phenomenal woman. God bless you. Amen. Amen. And then I also want to acknowledge Pastor Douglas and his wife, Tilly, who are our pastors in North Worcester, isn't it? And uh, I was with them a few days ago, and they didn't make it easy for me. But what a lovely church they have. God is building his church. And Sister Latina, who brings me to Worcester every year. And it's also part of the Women of Faith, um, of the Healing Jesus Board with her husband. And so comes to Ghana every year. And then sometimes my husband takes the board somewhere. So this year he took us to Singapore. So we met as board members in Singapore, and it was amazing. And we have other places to go to, isn't it, Sister Latina? So God is going to do that. And then, Pastor Stephen Odette, my juniors at the bar. <laughs> but they are also learned, you know. My husband was asking me, so you lawyers, are you trying to say that? Other people are not learned. I said, it's not a problem. We are saying we are learned. We don't know about other people. So God bless you. And God bless you for the work you are doing for his kingdom. You know, the work of God is a lot. So everybody has to chip in to make it real. And then Lady Pastor Angie, who always comes, always, wherever I am, you know, she flies in and she flies out just to be with me, and uh, I'm blessed. Lady Pastor Shirley, whom I often don't introduce. <laughs> and all my Lighthouse family, thank you for being here. <laughs> Dr. Lady Pastor Lydia, Makaria, all of you, we love you. Amen. Anyway, this evening I want to speak to you about a strong woman, a strong woman. I was told that your theme is the purposed woman. 
But for the woman to fulfill her purpose, she has to be strong. Amen. Amen. If she doesn't have the strength, she will not be able to fulfill her ministry. Amen. Amen. And therefore, I'm going to go through with you about being a strong woman and also a strong man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, when we look at the Bible, in Ephesians 6, for instance, the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. Now, strength is not for people who are weak per se. Because I finally, my brethren, he was writing to Christians. He was writing to people who knew the Lord already, but they still needed to be strong. And some of us, when we are born again, we become stymied. We never grow, we don't develop, and we don't become strong. Now the Bible says in Proverbs 24 verse 10, if you faint in the time of adversity, then your strength is small. Amen. Amen. So the strong woman is somebody who has the capacity to withstand a lot of things. Not because she has muscle, because nowadays women work out a lot. And not because maybe she's strong in her degrees that she has. Some of you have more degrees than the thermometer. But because she has a certain inner strength that comes from the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, Lady Reverend, why? Why must we strengthen ourselves? Now, in 1 John 2 verse 14, the Bible says, I've written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I've written unto you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Amen. Amen. Now, the wicked one is not a weakling. It is only when you are strong that you can overcome the wicked one. If we joke with the enemy, we will have ourselves to blame. Satan is a seasoned warrior. That's why the Bible says, Behold, I give you power, or I give you over all the power of the enemy. So the enemy has power. Amen? I give you power over all the power of the enemy. I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. So Satan is not a weakling. And that is why you and I must also be strong. You know? So we have to strengthen ourselves because the wickedness in the world is multiplying. The devil has fought Christians and many Christians over the years, and he is experienced in destroying and tempting Christians. He was alive when Jesus was alive. So you, when did you come on this planet? 
He is not a newcomer, but you are. So we have to rise up and become stronger so that we can defeat the wicked one. Amen. Amen. Now, the Bible says in Luke 11, 21 to 22, When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted, and divides his spoils. This should be the greatest motivation for us, for strengthening ourselves. As we become stronger, the wicked one is forced to leave us alone because he knows that many temptations will simply not work on us. So a strong man, the Bible says, he's armed and he keeps his palace and his goods are in peace. Amen. When you become a Christian or you are a Christian woman, you have many goods. Your goods are your salvation. Your salvation is part of the goods you have. Your work with God is part of your goods you have. Your home is part of the goods you have. Your children are part of the goods you have. Your ministry, your purpose, what God has called you to, the talents you have, they are all goods that you have. But Satan would like to take them away from you. Your peace are goods that God has given you. Amen. Resting in him is something God has given you. Your strength in him is something God... But the enemy would like to take all this from you. That's why the Bible says that when a strong man is armed and he has his goods in his palace, his goods are safe and are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overtake, overcome him, he takes from him you know, when people come and attack people, they take your gun, you know, and then you have to do hands up. Or they take everything that you can fight with away from you. And that's what the enemy wants to do. And when he has done that, then he can overcome us in every area of our lives. So that's why we must be strong women in our work with God. Amen. I'm going to come to the strong woman part. So I'm laying the foundation. We must strengthen ourselves in the Lord because the enemy is planning to attack you again. Amen. Amen. First Kings 20, 20 to 22. And they slew everyone his man and the Syrians fled. This is the king of Israel going to battle. And Israel pursued them. And Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, escaped on a horse with the horsemen. And the king of Israel went out and smote the horses and chariots and slew the Syrians with a great slaughter. Beloved, it takes strength to pursue your enemies. It takes strength to go out and smite horses and chariots of your enemy and to slay Syrians with a great slaughter. And the prophet came to the king of Israel and said unto him, Go, strengthen thyself, and mark and see what thou doest. For at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come up against thee. Amen. 
Some of us feel that when we have won one battle, that's all. I remember once when, more than once, you know, in Ghana, we have domestic staff that help us. Now the world is changing, and it's not as easy as it used to be. And I have friends who have just invested in labor-saving devices because nobody is going to help them. Do you understand? So you have to put in your dishwasher, your washing machine, your whatever you can do. And then people have also taken to ordering food from caterers. So I have about three friends who have MBA in finance. They were working in banks. They were doing well. I've met them at random times. So now I do Meals on Wheels. I say, hey. Now I do Kathy's Kitchen. I say, hey. They say, mommy, you know the corporate world, the women cannot cook. So now they write for me. Okra stew, this, this, this. And then they leave the key. You know, like the lockbox. And then they go in and stack the freezer. Every week. You know, and then they say to me, it's bringing a lot of money, mommy. It's better than the banks. And I thought about it and I said, well, food does well. McDonald's, they are rich. KFC, they are rich. Because it's a need that you will always have. But there are other goods that you have. For instance, your home. You know, some of you, you just marry and you think that as it was in the beginning, it's now and ever shall be. But you need a certain strength to guard the goods that you have because the enemy comes to attack. I remember having a, a boy who came to help me. And at the time he came, I asked somebody and he brought, but nowadays there are a myriad of agencies, you know, and people have day off and things. Hmm. So, um, <laughs> this boy came and, but I knew from a very young age of the marriage that if you have a home, you have to be spiritually strong because, because of what you do. Satan would like to infiltrate and bring things into your home that are not palatable. So I kept praying, Lord, lead me to choose the right household. Well, the boy came and he looked okay. But that night when I slept, it's not that there was no fear or anything, but I just didn't feel in my spirit that this was the right person. And at that time, my husband had gone to start the church in Geneva. And he used to then plant the churches himself. So he would take himself to a place, stay there for three months, and plant the church. And he would sleep in students' hostels so that the church could go on, you know. So sometimes when you grow up a bit and people are saying you are doing it for money, it's like, are there no easier ways? You know, anyway. So then he wasn't there. So then I told the boy the next day I was going to work and I said, oh, thank you for coming, but I, I think I wouldn't like to employ you. I, so I'll give you money for transport and a bit of money for whatever, but my children were very little, but I, I don't think I can live with you. And then he said, what are you saying? 
I said, I don't think I can live with you. I said, you this woman. He started. And then I said, please bring your bag because I don't want when you have gone. Then I'm having bad thoughts that you are a thief, you see. So let me look in the bag and be sure that you haven't taken anything of mine. And then when you go, I have good thoughts about you. So he brought the bag and oh, beloved talisman, so many. Tied up, so many. So many. And I said, what are these? He was standing there looking at me. What are these? And I said, okay, now you can go. So you, this woman, as you are sending me away, you will see whatever I said, I will not see. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I will not see. The blood of Jesus is a standard against you. The Holy Spirit is a standard against you. You know, but the modern day Christians, you'd have said, hey, this boy, is that what you are telling me? Then you go and get your phone and call some foolish friend of yours. I said today, what has happened in this house? You cannot imagine. But you have to be a strong woman. Yes, you married. Yes, you thought that your husband would protect you in everything. But there are times when it's between you and your God. And there's no one there. And you need some strength. I remember another one that came at another time. And when he entered the house, I gave him food, everything. The next morning, he, when I got up, he had packed. He said, Madam, I can't be here. I said, why? He said, one house that I came to. So much light. And then he goes around like this, like this, like this. I can't, Madam. I have to go. So I went to tell my husband. And he said, oh, he has to go. So we put him in our car. And we took him to the lorry station to drop him and so as we were going then my husband said so what work where were you working before you came because it was um, a grown-up man i knew who brought him so where were you working and so i um, i was in the volta region i was working in the fetish priest uh, shrine <laughs> so from fetish priest they have carried him to you and you are a weak woman looking on your goods are being taken he meant somebody. Yeah. Some of you are shaking your head. Not me. Look, life, eh? <laughs> life just happens. And that's why we have to be strong. You have to be strong so that your goods will be intact. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? <laughs> Then the person next to you say, are you weak or you are? <laughs> so the third reason, we strengthen ourselves so that we can run our race properly. So that we can run our race properly. Amen. Amen. Hebrews 12 verse 1. It's a race, beloved. It's a race. What does it say? Looking unto Jesus, let us run with patience the race that is set before us. It is not weaklings who run. You see, when I was in school, it wasn't that I wasn't athletic, but I wanted to be. But everything I tried, it didn't work. Oh. They'll say, oh, long jump. I'll go and jump, I can't. When I see the high jump, I think I can go. When I reach, the, I pass under. <laughs> The only game I was quite good at was 
uh, uh, volleyball. Do you see? But even that, I didn't excel in it. Because you can't run a race, ladida. So in the end, I joined the cheer group because I'm good at that. <laughs> Everybody and their talents. But the cheer group is not part of running a race. Yes, you are cheering. We are contributing some quota, but you are not the athletes. So when the Bible says, let us run with patience, it's a strength that keeps you running. Otherwise, you degas, like we say in Ghana, and you run out of steam. I remember a girl, my, my girl that I was with was getting married. I don't know, the girls that live with me, about six of them, every day I have to do wedding. Mm. They just marry and marry and marry. Hey, and I'm blessed, yes. So she was getting married. And then I was getting somebody to replace her. And I told the person, come the day before, because I'm mother of the bride. I'm very, very, very busy. No, some days before she didn't come, didn't come, didn't come. Then on the day, I was now going to the chapel. So I called a friend of mine who was bringing her, and I said that. You know, we are all leaving home because of this wedding. All the children, some are bridesmaids, some are page boys. We are going. So when the lady comes, would you please keep her at your workplace, which is near the chapel, the Kodesh, where I'm going. So when I finish, I'll pick her up. And then, but I'd still been praying, Lord, as this, my daughter is getting married, please lead me as to who I should bring. Anyway. In the end, when I got to the chapel, the wedding hadn't started yet. And so I called the lady and I said that. So when we close, from the way things are going, I think by four, we should be done. So I would pass by and she said that, Auntie Mami, God loves you. And I said, why? She said, the girl, you know, you were expecting her every day. She didn't show up. And this time she showed up. So I asked her, why are you? No, I said to the lady, ask her why she didn't come all this time and she's now coming. And when she asked the girl, she said, ah, because they said that where I'm going, they have to do some work on me before I go. So then this, my friend asked her, so what work? Said, ah, so that where I'm going, I will sit there properly and I'll be established. Yes. And so... I said to my friend, God, has, and she kept telling me, God really loves you. God really loves you. So I didn't even see the person's face. That we never had an encounter. Do you understand? But some of you will be saying, oh, eh, the girl, okay, she looks strong. She can work. I will choose her. You are not spiritual. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Am I dialing any numbers? So it's a race. Amen. And it doesn't end till Jesus comes. Wow. Now, how are we going to be sustained on this race that we are running? When people run the marathon, when they get somewhere, they give them water. When they get somewhere, they give them this. Some people, I don't know why they even go and run. Because... <laughs> Do you understand? They give them things, especially when the journey is a long haul. In the same way, you and I must be strong because life is a race. Amen. Strengthen yourself so that you can withstand in the evil day. I think I've said enough about that. Ephesians 6.13. 
Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. When I look at the armor, if you are not strong, you cannot lift a breastplate. You cannot lift a sword. Amen? Amen. You cannot carry certain things. So it says, take the armor. But how do you take the armor when you don't have strength? And that's why we have to be strong women, strong in the Lord. Some of us are strong in politics, strong in romance, strong in looking for that boy, strong in money-making schemes, but not strong in the Lord. But at the end of this conference, may we find some supernatural strength that comes from being in him. Amen. <laughs> Now, the virtuous woman, you will be surprised to know, has a lot of strength. When we look at Proverbs 31, verse 17, are we there? Proverbs 31, verse 17. She gathered her loins with strength. And strengtheneth her arms. Amen. Amen. She girdeth her loins with strength. And strengtheneth her arms. To gird means to be very serious. <laughs> and to, it's to gird yourself for something or somebody. Or to prepare for something difficult. Usually a contest or a fight. When the Israelites were going for the Passover, they said, get your clothes. Don't let it get into your way and eat the Passover quickly and pass quickly because Pharaoh will be after you. And therefore, this woman, she gets herself. It's not that she's asking somebody to get her. Amen? Amen. She gets herself with strength. Amen, somebody? A girdle is like a belt, a strong string used to hold everything together. Therefore, when she gets herself with strength, it means she prepares herself for difficult things. Amen. Amen. God knew that the Red Sea was at hand. He knew that the scarcity of manna was at hand. He knew that the Israelites would be chased by the Egyptians. And therefore, he said to them in Exodus 12, 11, and thus shall you eat it with your loins girded. Amen. Amen. <laughs> now, when you look at verse 25, it says that strength and dignity are her clothing. And she smiles at the future. Another verse says she will smile at things to come. Strength and dignity. Some of us, our only clothing is what is sold in nostril. That's all. Your only clothing is what is sold at Walmart. But spiritually, you don't have any clothing. Strength and dignity are her clothing. 
You, when you want a dress, the size is not even fitting you. You will be calling. Do you have any other shops? Can I find it in any other shops? Then you will be looking online. Is it also here? Is it, what about spiritual clothing? Are you wearing any? Strength and dignity are her clothing. The virtuous woman. And I dare say that if she was not strong, she couldn't have done the things that they say she does. You wake up early to give your maidens food. You go to the ships, the merchant ships. You bring your food from afar. Hey, and then on top of all that, you are supposed to also look nice. She gets herself with scarlet and tapestry. It takes strength. Amen. Amen. And because strength and dignity are her clothing, the Bible says she shall smile at things to come. It's not that the things to come are easy, but she just looks at it and says, Oh, changing seasons. The Lord is the strength of my life. Changing circumstances. The Lord is the strength of my life. But many of us, strength and dignity are not our clothing. And clothing is something you take and wear yourself. That's why the Bible says, put on the whole armor. It didn't say, call your mother to put it on for you. The type of diapers has passed. When your mother used to put diapers on for you, it's time to put it on yourself. And if you think that life is the same season, I'm telling you it's not like that. The Bible says in Genesis 8, so long as we are on this planet, see time and harvest, day and night, summer and winter, they will never cease. Amen? The time to sow, the time to... It's, it never ceases. So I came to tell you, especially the young ladies, invest in spiritual things that will make you strong. Because at the time that Satan comes knocking on your door, or a difficult situation comes up, it's not where your weave on is from. It's not where your sneakers are from. But it's the strength and dignity with which you have clothed yourself. That is what is going to help you. Amen, somebody. She smiles at the time to come. So, you think that you can break me in a difficult marriage. Strength and dignity. Strength and dignity. You think that you can break me by um, your, your things that you say. You are worthless. You, then you'll be crying. Is, is it the word of God? He says, I'm not worth anything. You don't know your worth from the Bible. You don't know. Oh, go get it and go meditate. Amen. Amen. Strength and dignity. The dignity doesn't come from just what she's wearing. But a certain dignity, a certain honor comes from being strong in the things of God. Amen. Amen. And that is why we must invest in spiritual things. I keep saying it, invest in spiritual things. Hmm? When I married, I didn't know that Seasons will change. Because my husband told me that we're going to live on a farm. And we will have cows. And his father had horses and he's a horse rider. So we'll have stables. We'll have cows. And then we'll come down every morning to milk the cows. <laughs> and then I had these starry eyes. Oh, I can't wait. You know, we really milk these cows and, hey, 
But as I've been married 35 years, I can't see the cows. And I can't see the farms. And sometimes I laugh at it. I said that maybe it's the sheep, the spiritual sheep that were the farms. Amen. But we all, uh, uh, how do I say it, enter life with so many fantasies. But like the virtuous woman, there are different seasons that stare at you. But because she has, she's clothed with strength and dignity, she smiles. Some of you, when the church has to move or go somewhere, the atmosphere has changed. Oh, I can't come again. I mean, I don't like difficult things. When it's winter, I say, it's cold. Hey, today, you go to church by forecast. Say, today, how cold is it? I am not going. But as for work, whether it's night or day, you go. That shows where your priorities are. But when things happen, it's not those things. It's not even your bank account. It's not who you are married to. It's not what your name is. Amen. Amen. It's the strength that you have in Christ that's going to matter. Strength and dignity are her clothing. Amen. Amen. NIV says that she works vigorously (laughs) with her arms. Amen. Amen. Good news says she's a hard worker. She dresses herself with strength. Are you a hard worker in the house of God? Or you're always trying to do the least that you can do. It's like, even when you come to church, it's like, Pastor, he's lucky, but today I came. <laughs> Amen? Amen. When, you, when they say, oh, sister, could you please uh, uh, vacuum clean the carpet? Say, hey, do they know who I am? Yeah, I didn't come to what? Hey, really? You, it is a privilege that God would even call you to use you. Amen, Amen somebody. Amen. Ask the person, what are you wearing? The nearest sister. I would like to know what you are wearing, sister. <laughs> the strength and dignity this woman wears are intangible clothing. There are things that you cannot see. And you can easily even mistake her for a weak person. Because when you see her, she looks weak. But try her (laughs) in another realm and see. Now, what is the meaning of strength? Did you have strength and dignity are her clothing? What does it mean? Strength means having a lot of physical power to lift heavy weights and to do hard work. Someone who is hard to defeat, hard to resist, or hard to attack. Someone who is not easily broken, damaged, or spoiled. These days, our resilience level is very low. And we are easily broken. I used to be in a club in Wesley Girls when I was there which was called Friends of Ankafo. Ankafo was a, a mental health facility. And then our missionary headmistress had Friends of Ankafo, so I went to join. And then every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock, 
we will go to this mental health facility. We would go to the men's side first, play with them, read, you know, spend time with them, take some fruits, then we'll go to the female side. Now, whenever we went to the men's side, it was more like they've been on drugs or they have self-medicated the wrong way. But whenever I went to the female side, as a young girl, I noticed that the women were always saying, oh, Peter, Peter, Peter. And I remember asking myself, ah, but why is it on the men's side? They're not saying, oh, Amma, Amma, Amma. And I saw very beautiful women who seem to be like out of their depth. It's like they are not with it. And as a young girl, I said, what, 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 what is making this happen? And I saw that strength was not there and dignity was not there. It's not that your strength comes from yourself. Your strength comes from God. But like how to tap into that strength. How to have that strength to know that it's not over till God says it's over. How to tap that strength to know that he can give you beauty for ashes. That it doesn't matter. The ashes are there. But he says that give him the ashes. He will give you beauty. How he will do it, you don't know. But then you, you don't even know his promises. How are you going to now avail yourself? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Not easily broken. Strong in character or personality. That doesn't mean, you see, some of us, we are strong in quarreling. Strong in arguments. Strong in insults. And so, when we are talking about you, we will say that insults and sauciness are her clothing. But insults and sauciness don't scare the devil. Wow. Amen, ladies? Amen. And it's all because we don't even spend time in his word. You know, Ephesians 4, 20, let your speech minister grace to those who hear you. But now when you speak, we don't know. Your speech is so another way. Amen? And then when they say, say, well, I'm the kind who speaks my mind, you know, I just can't, you know, I'm very frank. I'm the frank, frank type. And um, you've gone to read a lot of foolish things on the internet. And AI has replaced the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Not easily affected by circumstances. Firmly established. Beloved, we need this kind of strength if we are going to be all that God wants us to be and if we are not going to fall apart. Now, dignity means a calm and serious manner that commands respect. It commands respect to the forces of darkness because you are walking in divine dignity. Strength and dignity are not just strength. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Your strength must command respect, not rebellion, stubbornness, never give in, never say yes, never yield, never give up. 
Now, the devil is after our strength. Maybe, Reverend, why do you say that? Judges chapter 16. Please, you need to give me 10 minutes to time because I have this penchant of just ranting and not looking at the time. So please, no. <laughs> Judges 16, 45. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. And the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, Entice him. You see, they are laying out uh, what Delilah should do, the steps. Entice him, number one. Number two, see where his great strength lies. Beloved, Satan is after your strength. Because when he has it, you are finished like Samson. Entice him. But don't entice him just to be with him. And to, but see wherein his great strength lieth. And by what means we may prevail against him. By what means? This is Satan's strategy towards you. Entice him. He will use different things to entice you. See where his great strength, where is your strength? If your strength is in your lipstick, he knows that oh, you are nothing to. Yes, he can just, he can even employ you, use you. You know, it's going to work. See where he's great. He, he knows that your strength is great in the Lord. He recognizes the greatness of the strength. And that's what he's after. And that is why he throws a lot of weariness at us. We get weary as Christians. You know, that's why Galatians 6, 9 says, uh, let us not be weary in well-doing. Because you get tired. You get tired of people. You get tired of ingratitude. You get tired of broken hearts. You get tired of people who don't remember. Amen. Amen. The Christian walk can make you tired. I have a woman in Ghana. She says, Auntie Mommy, give me gadgets. Give me things, but don't give me human beings. Every work you have to give me gadgets, things, computer, I'm fine. But human beings, no, don't give me. Amen. See where his great strength lies. Number three, see how we may prevail against him. This is vision. Hmm? <laughs> so when Satan is coming for you, he's coming for your strength. And his aim is to make us weak. And that's what the Bible says, do not be weary in well-doing. I was telling them, in Worcester North that, you see, when you people see pastors or you see us or you see the bishop, you feel that as for us, we are always on fire and we never get tired. But if you've read the Bible, even the prophet Elijah, he got tired. He said, that, kill me. Uh, why? Eh? Kill me. I'm not better than my fathers. So when you are working with God, you go through times of despondency. You go through times when you may feel like giving up. You go through times when your experiences can change you. And that is what Satan wants because he is after your strength. Amen, somebody. Sometimes your strength is even the talent God has given you or the giftings or the opportunities. But you don't want to use it in the church. 
And then you just say, I'm tired of singing. I mean, you don't factor God into any of your decisions. Though. It's your feelings. So, although the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of you, there is as many as are led by their feelings. Your emotions are your main Holy Ghost. That's your main Holy Ghost. But when you walk with God, your emotions are not supposed to be your main. And see how we may prevail against him. That we may bind him and afflict him. How will he be able to do all this when he takes your strength away? When you take your strength away. And your strength can be sapped by when you are not even looking onto Jesus. Do you understand? You are looking at all your problems and your difficulties. And you say, no, no, no. I'm tired. If this is it, I mean, no, no, no. It's okay. Why? You know? I told them in Worcester North. I said one day, I said, why? I mean, I think that when you have options, it's also not a good thing. Because when you come into ministry and you have options, you see. So, one, so many things happening. Today, this, tomorrow, I said, that, ah, but human beings cry. Why? Why? Oh, I have options. So, I decided I was going to become a judge. <laughs> and I said to myself, I have what it takes. So, I, I told them on Wednesday that, officially, is my witness. I came to the office with very strong strides. And I said, help you, Shirley. Get the judicial service. Talk to justice, this, this. I gave her the number. And tell her that I want audience with her because now I'm resigning. I am going to be a judge. And even the part that freaks me out is that all these people, they will appear before me. <laughs> and on the day that I am... Mounted the rostrum, you know, my, my chambers will be behind. And then when I come out, they have to stand. It's not church that sometimes you don't want to stand. They have to stand. And then, you know, I'll have my wig and my gown. And when I have that, I can't walk normally. I have to walk. Majestic. And then when I get there, they'll say, Her ladyship. I'd let he what males preside, and then you that you are somewhere in the church, you will stand up. And then you can't sit down till I've sat down. And when they say that, I'll stand behind the rostrum and I'll do this. Then you will bow. And then I'll sit. And even when you come, you are talking. I feel you are talking to me. I just take my gavel. And then I say, Oh, I want to go on recess. So, all right, you will get up. But when you come to the church, you think that's what. And then I called somebody who works there from church. And I said, Ray, I need the question bank. Oh, mommy, I'll send you the link. I said, I need a question bank. I have to write exams to become who I can become. <laughs> and then I was going to visit my mother-in-law that afternoon. So I was waiting to cross the road. Then a sleek black car stopped by me, in front of me. And then the window went down. Hey. Then I saw my friend, who has now become a judge. Hey. <laughs> so when she rolled, I said, hey, Barbara, what are you doing here? So oh, I'm now on the bench. And they said, oh, it's been a long time. I said, this is my future. It's working. <laughs> then 
I said, oh, so have you gone to the bench now? She said, yes. And I said, giving judgment and things, is it not difficult? Said, oh, no, not at all. You know, when you are trained, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. So when the case comes before you, you just put the precedents here and there, and then before you, and I said, e. And I said, who are the? So, oh, you know, Adelaide, my bodyguards. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I said, Awara, even when I'm walking, they won't even give me bodyguards. What type of stupidity is that? And then the next morning, of course, I went into my closet and God asked me, who called you? Who called you? Did the people call you? Oh, no. Did your husband call you? No. Who called you? You did. So now, yeah. So now, this is your new vision. Let's talk about it. Why did God? I'm tired. People are some way. People are ungrateful. And you know, I want a quiet life. Do you understand? And also, it's not that I won't serve God. I will become a lay pastor. You see, but it will make you respect me more. Because when you see me in the church, you just misbehave. Do you see? But God spoke to me, gave me renewed strength, and put me back on the playing field. Amen. He will do the same. Entice him. See wherein his great strength lieth. And by what means, by what means can Satan prevail against you? Will he use the man? Will he use the things of the world? Will he use the pleasures of the world? Will he use the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life? Some of you always say, do you know who I am? Who are you? Who are you? Who at all are you? Ah, we are tired. <laughs> And by what means, by what means can Satan prevail against you? And then the ultimate is that he may bind you and afflict you. May that not be your portion. There's a certain strength that will help you to lift things up. You are strong and things cannot overpower you easily when God gives you that strength. Your strength cannot be easily sapped. The greatest place of battle is where your strength lies. Where you have the most confidence. Your strength is often your weakness. Even in temperaments. You understand? You are strong in this. But that same strength, maybe you are strong in a, a leadership. You are strong in saying we are doing this. You are strong in visionary whatever. But you are also strong in your words. They are not nice. <laughs> so the same sword is cutting twice. Amen. Amen. Many of us women do not smile about the future. We fret about the future. We are anxious about the future. We are worried about the future. And sometimes we want to control our husbands because we are afraid of the future. But the virtuous woman, the strength that she gets herself with is spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional fitness for, the, for God for her God-given task so that she can perform what God has called her to. Amen. Amen. Strengthen yourself. I'm running to the finishing line. So that you can bring God's promise to pass in your life. Joshua 1, 4-7. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, 
unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. God promised it to Joshua. There shall not be any man able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Not sometimes. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. How can you say that you have given me all this land from Hittite to whatever? How can you say that no man shall be able to stand before me? How can you say that you will never leave me and I'll never fail? And then come and say, I should be strong. Because it takes strength to birth his promises. It takes strength to bring what he has said to pass. Amen. Amen. Many people say, I'm going into marriage. As if marriage is a building already built. And then you go into. Beloved, there's nothing like that. Marriage is the materials you are bringing. You are now coming to build what you want to have. And building materials to carry them is hard work. Young ladies, marriage is hard work. And marriage is not that when you are not happy, then you come out. Where is your strength? Amen. God said to Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. So that you can inherit the promises. You see, when God promises, it doesn't mean it's without a fight. When he told Abraham that, oh, I will bless you. I will give you Isaac. I will in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This old man has to go home and work hard with his wife. And the Bible says in Hebrews 11, by faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive or to give seed. Amen. So whatever seed God has called you to, you need strength to birth it. As the woman on the labor ward. That's why it's called labor. You see, when I see that thing, I know that hell is real. That promise of God in the Bible. That it has come to pass like this, hell is real. Everything God has said, it will come to pass. Amen. Amen. So be thou strong and very courageous and of good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong. Now in your Christian walk, when God gives you all the promises, I don't see his promises. Every day God says that he will do this. He doesn't do it. But look. You need to be strong and courageous for his promises to come to pass in your life. Amen. Amen. God may call you. He may call you as a bishop dad. It's my son, my son. You may even see white clouds. He's called, I've called thee to the nations to take my words. Oh, it's a teapot. Really? For it to happen, a lot of things are going to happen. Amen. And that's why God kept telling Joshua, be strong. As a leader, you are going to have to divide the land between the people. Be strong. Because it takes a strong leader to divide all these things. Some of you just want to be head pastor. I said, if I were the pastor's wife, I would know how to do things more than her. Really? You come. (laughs) You are welcome. You know? Somebody said in Ghana, she does nothing. She only wears pretty little dresses and she sits in front. That's me. 
Hey. I said, really? Pretty little dresses. No one there is easy. <laughs> but you have to be strong in order to fulfill God's call. If God calls you as a help meet, it takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of courage. And the strength will come from God. I remember times when my children were sick and I needed a doctor or I needed somebody to even tell me what to do or to comfort me at most ungodly hours. Or sometimes I'll call and my husband is preaching, he's on the podium. He cannot pick my call. Or there's a situation I want him to talk to me about. I cannot reach him. Now, if you don't have any strength of your own, you will sit by your child who is crying and you will both cry. Do you understand? But God gives you some inner tenacity so that you can birth whatever he has put in you. Amen, somebody. Amen. <laughs> hmm. Be strong so that you can obey God's word and fulfill your call and purpose. I think I've spoken about that, where God says that, be strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. Look, it takes strength not to fornicate. It takes strength to forgive. It takes strength not to be bitter. It takes strength, otherwise you go under. It takes strength to obey. Be thou strong and that thou mayest observe to do all that is written in the law. Amen. Amen. We need strength so we can fulfill our ministry and purpose. First Corinthians 20 verse 28. And David said to Solomon his son, be strong. And of good courage. And do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. David had even provided things for Solomon. But he is saying here, be strong. And of good courage. Because even if I have provided building materials... For you to fulfill what you to God has given you, you need to be strong. Hmm. Be strong so that you can lose yourself from bondage. Okay? Isaiah 52 verse 1. Awake, awake, put on thy strength. Not put on your shoes. Not put on your slippers. Not put on your locks. Not put on your makeup. Not put on your nail tips. Amen, ladies? Amen. Put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. For henceforth there shall no more come into thee uncircumcised and unclean. It takes strength to walk in holiness. It takes strength to walk as God has called you to. It's not easy. Amen. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Lose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. If you need deliverance, you need strength. If you want deliverance, shake the dust from you. If you are sitting in dust, say, arise, arise. Shake the dust. Shake the bands of wickedness. It's all strength. You can't do it if you are not strong. And God will give us the needed strength. Amen. Amen. 
be strong so that you can lead and have recovery and restoration. And that is from 1 Samuel 30. The Bible says about David. Then David and the people that were with him, verse 4, lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. The NASB says, then David and the people were with him, lifted up their voice and wept until there was no strength in them to weep. Hmm. Verse 6, David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David strengthened himself. Beloved, there are times when no one will strengthen you. You have to strengthen yourself. He wept, Emmanuel. He wept till he had no strength within himself. And I always tell people, don't take decisions in your emotional state. When you are angry, when you are sad, when you are, that you are going to take a decision. It's you, you are likely to take foolish and destructive decisions. So when they came from battle, their children had been taken, their sons and daughters, their wives, everybody was crying. And then David was also crying till he had no strength. And then the people said, let's stone him. As if he didn't lose his wife. As if he didn't lose his children. So let's stone him because you are using your emotions. You are grieving. So you are just using it on him. And David had to strengthen himself in the Lord his God. And because he strengthened himself, he was able to lead the people to recover all. He was able to lead the people to pursue, overtake, and to recover. Amen. Amen. Finally. <laughs> Colossians 1 verse 11. This is a whole long teaching, right? <laughs> Colossians 1 verse 11. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, and to all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Beloved, this is a work that the Holy Spirit does. He strengthens us inside with all might, according to his glorious power. That is why we know that the strength is authentic, because it's according to his glorious power. And then unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. If you're going to walk in patience, if you're going to walk in long-suffering with joyfulness, you see, the two don't go. Usually when we are walking in patience and long-suffering, it's not with joyfulness. It's with grumbling. It's with talking. It's with creating rifts in the church, uh, camps in the church. It's with so many things that we are doing. But the Bible says that when you are strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, then you can go through with patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. You know, the Bible says that Love suffers long and is kind. That's not what your movies tell you. <laughs> your movies don't tell you that love suffers and then it will suffer long. Do you understand? So you're always watching movies and your definition of love is from there. But when you look at 1 Corinthians 30, it says love suffers. I remember reading and saying, huh? Suffering? 
And then as if it wasn't enough, surface long. I say, hey, but why? It is not like your movie that you've watched. I always say, when you see the man going to see the woman off at the Amtrak station, and they are pulling the, the hand luggage bag, and then the girl goes to sit on the train, and it's raining, pita pata, pita pata. And then they, they are just, I mean, the girl, she's so overcome with the love that she just has tears in her eyes. And then the man is standing on the platform. And then the window pane has become cloudy. And she just draws her heart. Or better still, if she's more than she'll do this. And the guy just like. Then the whistle blows and the train has to go. And the man is running with the train. And it's slow motion. And then the music is playing. I'm leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Kiss me and cry for me. Tell me that you wait for me. Hold me like you never let. Uh -huh. That's the love I want. It doesn't tell you that love suffers. But as for God, he doesn't lie to you. You say, love suffers long. So when you are going to marry, suffering is not on your agenda. So when something goes wrong, say, the wrong place, lady reverend. God cannot be in this. Strengthened with might in the inner man unto all long patience and long suffering with joyfulness. When you marry and you feel the person doesn't deserve your love, and you still have to feed the person. When I tell somebody, ah. it's like, how do you feed somebody you are not happy with? He doesn't deserve it. You know, so some of you just tie yourself and you sleep. I say, what am I eating today? The nerve. He expected me to give him food. After he had not done this, he expected me. Hey, patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Amen, ladies. Look, you should be standing here. You should see the shock on the young lady's face. Amen. Love suffers long and is kind. Amen. I remember one 31st night when I was expecting my husband to come. He comes home late, yes. But this one, no message, no... In fact, even in relating it, I've forgotten some of the facts. But when he came home, I was thinking, hmm, what will I say? So when he came home, he said, oh, mommy, hello. How are you? Uh -huh, I wasn't well. And I felt that, oh, it's, I mean, New Year's Eve... I've released you into ministry, but at least you should even call and say, how am I? But I'm not hearing from when the anointing comes. Hey. <laughs> so I was, I was thinking, so when he comes, what will I do? How will I be? I was thinking about it. So when he came, he said, mommy, how is it? I had my answer. I said, the Holy Ghost has looked after me. The Holy Ghost. He said, uh, 
But what answer is that? I said, because the Holy Spirit has been my covering. And then I was actually in bed, so we also got ready, and then he slept. And in the morning, I didn't come early. In the morning, I saw that, oh, my door has opened. Hey, trolley, croissant, croissant, cheese, cheese. And I thank God that the suggestions that came to my head, I didn't speak it. Amen. Amen. Patience and long suffering with joyfulness. It takes strength and it's supernatural. And when God gives you that, you go through battles that you don't even know how you went through it and you know that it is the inner strength. I pray for you that strength and dignity will be your clothing. I pray for you that you will strengthen your arms and you will work in the house of God and you will know that God is the rewarder, not any human being. If you work for human beings to appreciate you, you give up. If you work for you, say, hey, when I sweep the church, they don't even mention my name. When I pray, they don't even say whatever. But this sister who hardly does anything, they are always calling her. Hey, beloved, the Bible says your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Stand to your feet, please. What a way. Please worship choir, help us. Every eye closed and every head bowed. On Sunday, I will speak about how we can be strong. How? I don't like to say be strong. Be strong then. I don't lead you by God's grace into how we can be strong. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. We've heard the word of God. Speak to him. Strength is something you can ask God for. Strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. It comes from within. That was one of the Pauline prayers. One of the prayers Paul prayed. Strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Ask God to strengthen you. Ask him to let you have strength and dignity as your clothing. So that you can smile at the seasons that are to come. That you will not go under. But you will be strong. Pray. That God will strengthen you. It's not a formality. We have come before his throne. We are asking him to give us strength. Strengthen us, Lord. Strengthen us in the inner man by your spirit, oh God. Make us stronger than anything that will come against us. Make us stronger than any season. Make us stronger than anything that will be thrown up at us, oh God. Make us strong by your mighty hand, oh God. By your mighty hand, oh God. Oh, yes. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the strengthener. You are the strengthener. Strengthened with all might. Strengthened with all might. By His Spirit. Strengthened with all might.
service to God, in my walk with God. So many things have been thrown at me, Lady Reverend, and I can see that the Lord is weighing me down. But tonight, I want God to be the strength of my life. The psalmist said, the Lord is the strength of my life. God can bring new life and new strength into your situation. You are like that here. Just lift up your hands and I'll pray with you. Father, Reach out to your people. Give us inner strength. You said that difficult times will come. Make our foreheads stronger than that of the enemy. Cause us to overcome, to prevail, and to walk in our high places. Be the strength of our lives. And Lord, cause us not to go under. Help us, O oh God, to strengthen ourselves in you with all might. Cause us to allow you to finish your work in us. 
so that lord we will withstand all the wiles of the enemy thank you that we will clothe ourselves with strength and dignity and we will smile at the days that are to come because of the strength with which lord you have endued us i pray oh god for your children and for your body i pray for healing i pray for a renewed zeal i prayed for a renewed uh, uh, energy i prayed for a renewed focus and purpose lord do something new in our lives in jesus name amen before i sit down every eye closed and every head bowed we are here this night you want to say lady reverend pray with me i'm not serious with god i'm not sure whether i'll go to heaven or hell when i die lady reverend i've been doing things on my own terms but tonight i want god to start anew with me i need to rededicate my life i need to be saved lady reverend pray for me if you are like that here lift up your hands wherever you are and i'll pray with you forget about who is on your left and who is on your right father thank you for what you have begun use the seed and continue to minister to us and bring your people out with a mighty hand in jesus name amen it was great having you today to find out more about the resources available by adelaide heward mills please visit at the kodesh north kaneshi or meet her on facebook at adelaide heward mills for prayer and counseling please call 0243 187900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.